On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Mavericks and the Clippers, who played for the first time in the bubble and are very likely going to meet in the first round next week. Makes it a two-point game. There's oh, your mismatch right here. Now it's Luka. Deep three over. This is 77 Minutes in Heaven, a show about the Dallas Mavericks, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. This is Tim Cato. I'm the Mavericks beat writer with me as always, except for the times he's not here. It's Dave Dufour. What's up, buddy? You would never not be here, though. Uh, until next week. <laughs> <laughs> never. Spoiler. Never. Spoiler. You would. No, no, no. Well, so here's the thing. You're always here in my heart. I was about to say. I'm, Every I'm day. here in spirit. So, yeah. Like it doesn't matter if Dave Dufour is physically on the microphone talking to me. He's here. My presence is felt. <laughs> My name is uttered in rooms that I'm not even aware of. It feels it feels even more important and we're going to talk Mavericks, don't worry. It's it's coming. But it feels even more important because some we don't usually record the video and whenever we do, I swear it changes the da- dynamic of the podcast. There's no rhyme or reason to 100%. it. 100%. I don't know why we have video on right now and we don't have it on at other times. But we have video on right now. Yeah, the video is a good move because you can see my beautiful, well lit face. It's true. Yeah. It's true. You can you can see my friend's apartment that I'm recording the podcast in for yeah. a very long story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Skip that, that is not worth explaining. Can, so Mavericks Clippers. <laughs> can I ask you a question? <laughs> you may. Why did the Mavericks bother to go to Orlando and not pack their defense at all. Now, not that this team has been good on defense all year, but, I mean, this is something worse than just bad defense. So, you know, when my weird first half observation, and I'll agree with you on the second half, they were bad. My weird first half observation was that it was some of the best defense I've seen in the Mavericks, well, I was going to say in months, and in months is not really saying much since we haven't had basketball in months, but I thought they had a really good defensive first half now, the Clippers made a, a ton of tough shots. And, but I was, I was just trying to think, like, okay, how many, how many of these shots that they're making are wide open? How many of the shots that they're putting in are, you know, just shots where somebody, you know, just drove wide, right by? Like, it, it was a lot of Kawhi Leonard making tough layups. It was, honestly, mm. it was a lot of, like, do you disagree? Because that's, yeah, that's I what I felt like. See, that's what I felt like I saw first half specifically. They hit some tough shots, but there was also a lot of, um, you know, unabated to the basket. Guys making hard cuts and no one inside even taking a swipe at the ball. No one trying to put a hand on a body. Um, there was, you know, a, a, just a wide open layup. Maxi Kleber out of position, didn't even take a swipe to try to defend the rim. And, you know, it's just, again, it's just poor effort. You know, I, I just pulled up some stats. Uh, but the only one that really matters is that in the four games since the bubble started, they have the 20th worst defense, which, you know, there are only 22 teams. 24 teams, yeah. The, yeah. Other t- the, the bottom two teams are Sacramento and Brooklyn. Brooklyn sent a G League team, and Sacramento, they're the Kings. Um, 117.9. That is not going to get it done. That's that's you're out in four games in the first round, especially if they play the Clippers the way it looks like they're going to right now, since they haven't been able to improve their seating. 
Well, so specifically what worried me was that Zubac just went off like he did. 10 of 10, mm-hmm. I think 22 points, 19 points, some, somewhere along that. Way, way, way too many points for the worst starter out of their starting five for him to just annihilate you guys. They did not miss a field goal. That's a problem. And honestly, as, as much as it is a problem that Dwight Powell got hurt, as much as it's a problem that Willie Cauley-Stein wasn't able to make it to the bubble, you know, we've talked about how the, the team is clearly light on big man depth. None of those players are going to make an impact. They started Boban. They played four or five minutes of Boban. Six. Never went back to him. Six minutes. Yeah, and then just left him out. And even though Zoo was out there just dominating. Right. Do you think they should have used more Boban? I think so. But also, you know, maybe Carlisle just didn't care about the game. And this is the thing. Like, these seeding games, we don't know if there are ulterior motives And I don't mean like he wanted them to be awful on defense, because that definitely is not the case. But I I wonder if it's, well, in case we're going to play him in the first round, I don't want to tip our hand and, you know, use use Boban more. I, I don't know what it is. But, you know, you actually had an opportunity here because as we're recording, Portland is playing Denver and winning. Uh, but it's a close game. So if Denver beats Portland and if the Mavs could have pulled off the the win against the Clippers, the Clippers would have dropped to the three seed, and which means you don't catch them in the first round. Now, not that, that they couldn't get back to the two seed, but still, it, by winning the game, they would have given themselves an opportunity to get out of the worst matchup for them. They should want to play the Nuggets because the Nuggets also don't play defense. Dave, everything you're saying is right, pragmatically, yeah, mathematically. Yeah. As someone who covers the Mavericks and has had just this sinking feeling sinking feeling because I'm an analyst and it says this is the worst matchup for them I've felt since January that it is inevitable that is going to be the Clippers Mavericks first round and so it's not your fault you don't cover this team full time (laughs) and again mathematically you're right (laughs) that Denver could have lapped yeah uh, the Clippers tonight Something about this this Clippers Mavericks matchup has just seemed inevitable. It's karma, and 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 it maybe if you're at Carlisle, you've just resigned yourself to the cosmic fate of the universe, saying, "Hey, I know who you're going to play. It's going to be that team, and maybe that's why." So you know, this is something I can only say as someone who's you know just been around you know just every day thought about this team every day, been around them every day, cover them. It really has felt inevitable, and as much as I've you know as an analyst looking at what their best first round series is going to be rooted for somebody else. Um, I, I, I do think that it is, it is, you know, possibly very quite likely at this point, almost certain that it's going to be the Clippers next week. Deandre Jordan karma is what this is. Oh man. Oh, Deandre, wow. the, the revenge of Deandre Jordan's ghost is what the series is going to be. I, like, I mean, for, for Deandre Jordan to properly get revenge, he can't play in the series, Right. Yeah, he's gonna watch it at home, uh, you know, wherever he is. Uh, yeah, maybe, I, maybe, <laughs> maybe he would have played in the series, and then at the at the last second, he was like, eh, "I'm not sure." Not Changed sure. his mind. Yeah, uh, you know. Let me let me ask you because who, who again, among us? <laughs> again, the the defense is something that I've harped on since we started this podcast, and I know at times I can sound like a broken record about the defense, but at the end of the day, they have to be able to defend at least. In crunch time. Like, we know they can't score in crunch time. Like, we know that their offense has serious issues in crunch time. The defense is worse somehow. Tonight, this game this game was close. Late. And then it just fell apart. 
And I don't know, you know, this team is in the playoffs, so there, there's no risk of them dropping to the eighth seed or dropping out of the playoffs. So that pressure is gone. All that they're trying to do is get tuned up and ready for the first round of the playoffs because I'm pretty sure they've also given up on moving out of that seven spot. Yeah. But you've got to just, I, I mean, you have no hope in the first round of the playoffs playing defense like this. So I have thoughts. I want to ask you about one thing that stuck out to me in the postgame press conferences very quickly and see if you have any rhyme or reason for it. Rick Carlisle said that he thought this was Luka Doncic's best defensive game um, ever of his career. At it least might have season. been. It might yeah. have been. He made some plays tonight that let you know that he actually can play defense when he wants to. Uh, a couple that stand out, the, the strip that he got on Kawhi. Um, yeah, kind of late. Now they didn't come with the ball, but it was a great. It was like a heady defensive play. Yeah, and the other one, uh, Paul George grabbed a rebound and was on the ground, and Luca basically was playing defense on Paul George, trying to keep him from being able to pass the ball. But both times, his teammates let him down. No one was out there trying to ball hawk uh, on the Paul George rebound. No one was, you know, there were, I think that maybe it was DeLon Wright that was down there actually sort of helping, but no, no other defenders came back to help. That was, a, that was an opportunity to swing the game because they were still in it. On the Kawhi strip, you know, it, it was just a little bit of a bad bounce. But again, the second he comes up and makes that play, which again, it was a heady play. He, he, you could see it in the moment. He realized it, came in was decisive, got all ball. It was great. And Kawhi is not easy to strip the ball from. And then again, no one making a play on the ball when it's loose. And so, like, Luka had his moments tonight that were also awful. His Ole defense <laughs> was on full display at times. You're just saying that because he played in Spain. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the bias. But, yeah, the matador. But he definitely had some moments. He definitely did. I actually think that might have been his best defensive performance in the NBA. Interesting. But still, overall, the team. Well, he's bad. (laughs) Like He is bad at defense, and that's saying a lot that this was his best performance. And and so, you know, I would love to see this guy just want to be a great defender. First of all, he can't can't guard the position he plays. Like You can't have him guarding the point of attack. He's not going to be a lead initiator defender. He's just not. But I do think that there's a there's a way to have him guarding, you know, fours, like post-up guys, especially when they're out there with Dorian Finney-Smith, who is much better on the perimeter. Like there are ways to to put him in a position to succeed. It's almost like James Harden. Like, I don't want to stick James Harden on Luka Doncic. But you have him guard, I don't know, maybe you have have him guard Porzingis. And then all of a sudden, well, he looks like a, an adequate defender. And I think that sure. this is going to be Carlisle finding a way to use him properly. But I, I do I do agree with him that he at least showed some stuff tonight that we hadn't seen. The defensive playmaking ability is clearly there. It's just, you know, can he do it on a consistent basis? I don't think so. Everybody the Mavericks play can play defense. Except for Trey Burke, maybe. And he can't make shots, so... Well, he can't make shots and he can't play defense. Actually, I, this this was a game where sure Trey had his moment in the in the you know bubble opener. Mm-hmm. Yes, Seth has been bad. Was bad his first two games. Has been out of injured the next two games. 
it's very obvious that Seth Curry is just a crucial oh, yeah. person on this Huge. team, a crucial rotation player. I don't care what he did the first two games. His body of evidence is very clearly established the type of player he is. And he's specifically to this point, he is a better defender than people give him credit for. Um, but, but really the Mavericks issues, they have no, you know, dynamic defenders. They have no game changing defenders. They have, they have nobody who is going to, to use the, absolute announcer cliche nobody's gonna make their stamp on the defensive end and sure it's a cliche but you look at this you know you look at the players you look at the rotation you look at everybody who played tonight uh maxi claybo is a really good defender but he's not a dynamic defender he's a he's someone who functions best as a cog in a very good machine porzingis could be a dynamic defender he wasn't that tonight he had a block you know, and and the Clippers did a good job either pulling him out or putting a player like Zubac on him. And I think this was probably the bigger issue. They put a player on Zubac on him who could just push him around and pull him around. And you know, there are there are instances, there are scenarios where Porzingis can be sensational on that end, on the defensive end. But against this team in this matchup, at least in this game, he was not that. So you know, and I think I think honestly, like the. Just the, the 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 perfect example is Dorian Finney-Smith, great defender. You know, good, good. Let's say let's say good, good defender. He his effort is there every time. He spends more time on elite guards, on all NBA guards than I think. Um, I think he's second. Uh, there's there's a there's an NBA.com stat that that shows this now, and I think he's second in the league in terms of guarding. You know, all NBA star players. But he's just not that good. He's not a stopper in the sense of the elite stoppers we think of, the Tony Allens, you know, the even the Andre Robersons, you know, Andre Iguodala. He's a like there's it's not Finney Smith doing anything wrong. He's just he's he's a he's a touch overmatched, and then it, it's a snowball effect. He's a touch overmatched. The second best defender on the Mavericks guarding the second best offensive player is overmatched. And so on and so forth. They need one more player to put at the top of this hierarchy and bump everybody down one spot. And this defense, I think, would actually quickly make a lot more sense, but they're not there yet. Well, they need someone who can defend well enough that Porzingis, as the help guy on the back line, can come in and do some defensive playmaking. Sure. But they just don't have that. I mean, you mentioned Dorian Finney-Smith. That's another guy, you, you know, I, I think your cog in the machine is a good point about Maxi. But I think for Dorian Finney-Smith, that is also true. Now, he's a higher level individual defender, but he's a great helper. But the issue is you can't just have a team full of great helpers. You have to have some good individual defense out there as well, at least passable. Team defense is what matters more than individual defense. But good team defenses often have good individual defenders. And so, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith being the one guy you trust on an island, you know, that's great to have, but you really need one more guy on the wing, mostly because you don't have this, you know, drop-back rim protector like other teams do. You don't have that mistake eraser. What Porzingis does is just so different than a conventional, you know, drop-back defensive big. And so I think that you need to do things that accentuate his talents as a, as a rim protector in the way that he does it. 
So let's talk about this game specifically in the context of a inevitable, again, I promise it's happening. inevitable series. It's the Kato Jinx. It's not a jinx. Oh, it's I'm a jinx. I'm telling you. No, I've spiritually felt this for as long as I have. I'm not jinxing. I'm just I'm just seeing the stars. I'm I'm seeing the 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 const, the, the the stellar constellation showing me that, you know, this is this is going to happen. <laughs> so, do the Mavericks have like like what do the Mavericks have to do to win a game in the series? Let's start there. Let's let's start with one game. You got to get stops. Yeah. You you can't do what you did tonight. Again, it, I think it's all about the defense. We know they can score. Yeah. The Clippers have a good defense, and the Mavs were with them all the way until crunch time. And then the wheels fell off the defense. So you got to be able to do that. I mean, the starting lineup can't can't get outscored the way it did tonight, especially you know when you don't really have a bench. Right. You're not going to capitalize. I mean, you know, the, the Clippers are so deep. And they can they can run lineups where you know they could keep Paul George or Kawhi Leonard on the court. You know, Luca has to be the best guy on the court at some point. And I just don't think the defense is going to be able to do enough to slow down Leonard and Paul George. They're missing Patrick Bev, Pat Bev. They're missing Montrezl Harrell. Lou Williams was probably a bit limited based off what you would expect, uh, but he did play twenty. I think it's a bigger deal for the Mavericks to be. It's it's it is. It's a much bigger bigger deal for the Mavericks to be missing Seth Curry, just because the Mavericks have no depth to give up. Yeah, you know. Well, you mentioned so you the Clippers mentioned, will be better, but the Mavericks will be much better just because they they they're running out of rotation, like playoff quality rotation players. If they lose even one of them, and they have you know at best seven, and you know a, a arguable eight. And without Seth, they go down to six of them. And, you know, Justin Jackson, Trey Burke, who was you know, all right. Uh, DeLon Wright, who's been terrible since the restart, uh, despite my uh, pr- pr- prognostications that he would, uh, he would actually rebound a little bit um, in a, uh, in a, in a uh, virtual sense, not, a, not actual rebounding because he had only one of those tonight. But, yeah, no, I, I, think, I think the Mavericks with Seth would improve more than the Clippers with their two healthy players, which is just really a statement about the two teams depth. That said, there was still just a bit of a gap that makes me hard to believe that any series between these two could be highly competitive. Well, especially without Seth Curry, you mentioned him on the defensive end, but there's also the offensive end. He's the only other guy that can create off the dribble for other people and himself. He's a, he's an off the dribble shooting threat. And that's huge because it pulls the defense. Right. And and then again on the defensive end, he's a guy that you can trust who's not gonna just, you know, let a let a guard blow past him. He's gonna right. defend so, his position. He's gonna and he's gonna help properly. So so let's replay this game. Everybody's healthy. What happens? Like like is it is it, is uh, it? it's probably five games. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the, the Mavericks get one. I, I'm taking away my puncher's chance for the Mavericks because the, the defense just isn't there. And, and Seth Curry doesn't solve that. I mean, he helps <laughs> no. it, but he doesn't solve it. I mean, he's a six-two guard. I don't yeah. think any six-two. I don't. I don't think the best six-two guard who's ever existed could solve the Mavericks' defensive problems by himself. Like Chris Paul's not solving this, right? You know. Yeah. So yeah, I give them. I give them one if they're fully healthy, and, and yeah. it's. I'm just lower on them because, you know, clearly they're just not taking the defensive end seriously at all. There are a lot of 
effort issues and effort doesn't solve everything on defense. Defense is a skill, but you it's, it's very difficult to perform in a low effort manner and be successful on defense. So, so we're going to talk way more, way more in depth about the actual Clippers Mavericks playoff series when it's confirmed next week. I, I, again, it's inevitable. It will be, uh, we'll, we'll bring on Jovan Buha, who is the Clippers beat writer. Uh, let's, let's end this podcast with a, with a more conceptual thing about what you just said. I am always hesitant to talk about effort in a, in a way that I, I do believe effort is a, clearly a real thing. Mm-hmm. I do believe it's very obvious that you can look at certain games, certain players, certain players who, you know, for various circumstances have just given up. You know, I think there's a lot of instances where you can see a lack of effort. I find it very hard personally to look at an NBA team and look at their, you know, specifically in this instance, say, oh, their defense is bad. It's because of effort. To me, it makes a lot more sense to just say, well, maybe they're trying, but if it doesn't look like they're trying, it's really just because they're bad. It's really just because oh, they don't no, have the they're ability. Bad. They're bad, but also okay. low effort. Tonight, they, they gave up a layup because Luca didn't get back far enough on defense. I mean, well, he so didn't. Is, is that man, one of the same? First, is first being a bad back? defender is is being a bad defender is just you're wired to give low effort on that end? I mean, it potentially, maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, but that was a low effort play, no matter what. He just stopped uh, sure. r- around the nail. Now maybe that was a low IQ play and he just didn't realize it. But sure. you know, I, I I tend to think if you're in the NBA, you you have to know the the one of the most basic defensive principles, which is in transition, first man back all the way to the basket. That's your job. I I can I he can got defend beat the over idea. The top. He got beat over the top. I can defend I I can defend the idea of of low low defensive IQ <laughs> correlating to bad effort. Yeah, you know I, and, I find and, it. And again, you you might be right there that it's it's just a I'm bad at it. Why try hard? But again, then it's you're not trying hard. Yeah, and again, a, a, that doesn't solve a, the problem. Effort doesn't defeat, solve the a defeatist problem. Pro, yeah, a defeatist prophecy, you know, that, that just takes place over a period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do think if you don't, If you don't try, sense. you beat yourself. This is sure. the thing. So if you don't try, you were just going to beat yourself. I thought the effort was poor. Plain so in simple. that sense, despite what I said earlier, a Chris Paul-like player, whatever position he played wherever you know whatever role he had on the team specifically if there was a player who you know was gonna just about you know murder someone for not playing defense as hard as this person thinks they should be is that the, is that what the mavericks need like like i mean hypothetically they could, if they had some, that player? they could use some guys who can play defense but right. at the end of the day defense is still a skill sure you know there are guys who are really good at it well, you're saying two then, things now. No, you're saying two things, right? I am, no, what I'm saying is <laughs> you can be bad at defense and still show effort. But if you are bad at defense and show no effort, you have beaten yourself. Better to show <laughs> effort and just get beaten because you're bad, which is totally what the Mavericks are. They're bad at defense. But I thought tonight was especially poor, in particular in crunch time. Yeah. When things started to fall apart. No, no disagreements here that whatever whatever the specific reasoning was that the Mavericks played poorly defensively in crunch time, that they didn't try hard enough, whether I don't think I don't believe they were trying not to try hard enough, but I, but but ultimately it just was not enough energy exerted. It was not enough mm-hmm. effort. It was not the people in the right place at the right time. 
Well, and it also might not be conscious. I'm not. I'm not saying they they chose to. And not, I'm not saying you are not work sure. hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys are still not in game shape. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on this. In particular, when you've got Luca, who carries such a large offensive burden, he's being trapped a lot. You know, I, there's there are certainly layers and nuance to this, but there were numerous instances where just a just a slight amount of effort makes a big difference, and maybe they don't give up some transition buckets. You know, some of the easy ones. That's where effort really helps you. Is it helps you stop the easy the easy buckets. Now, Paul George is still going to dot your eye coming off a screen. You know, Kawhi Leonard is still going to – he's going to be a freaking walking bucket in the mid-range. There's not much you can do about that. I mean, Dorian Finney-Smith defended him on one possession about as well as you can, and Kawhi didn't care and just stuck a 16-footer. So, you know, effort only gets you so far. But with that being said, the effort stuff certainly hurt them in, in places. The fifty-three points from Leonard and Paul George. I mean, you're not you're not going to avoid that. It's it's the it's the twenty-one points from Zubac. That's a that's a backbreaker. It's 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 the sixteen points from Patterson and Jeff Green combined. It's it's that stuff that adds up over time, and then that's ultimately you know where where you just it's it's hard to recover from that. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk more about this again. I'm I'm, I'm swearing to y'all. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. If it doesn't, then um. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a spiritual awakening happening because uh, I, I need, I need to, I need to figure this out. But no, 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 it's, it's going to happen. It's going to be the Clippers, Mavericks next, next week. Uh, you know, if and when it's confirmed, uh, we're going to be on the podcast to talk more about it. Uh, you know, I think there is more we can say about it. If I had to end in one positive note, you know, it's probably better for the team if, if it's inevitable that these two teams are going to face in a week in, in a playoff series. It's probably better that they lose and they lose in this fashion. Just in the sense that if, if we're talking effort, if we're talking, you know, just a, a wake up call, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. They got it. Heads up. You're going to lose to the steam if, if you don't play differently, if you don't play better, if you don't play in a different manner. So, you know, if, if I had to, if I had to assign one positive to it, I, I would say it's that. But ultimately, this is not as good of a team as the Clippers. And that is why for months now, um, you know, I've said that it's it's probably the worst case scenario if the Mavericks end up facing the Clippers, but it seems like that's what we're headed right towards. You know, very very much a Titanic headed into an iceberg. Um, seems very inevitable, but uh, you know, maybe the Titanic Titanic is 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 made up of uh, upset material this time. Who knows? I don't I don't think that's historical though, right, Dave? No, you're you're not really gonna upset an iceberg. The the Titanic definitely lost that battle. Like, just to be clear, mm-hmm. they lost in like four games too. Like it was yeah. a sweep. They blew a three one lead. No, no, it never. No, no, no. The tit- Well, the Titanic had a. It was unsinkable. The Titanic might have had like the the odds makers gave it the odds headed into the ocean, but once it hit the iceberg, man, four zero, like it's over. just full sweep, just right over. Didn't even win one. All right, it's definitely time to end this. <laughs> hey, Dave, thanks for being on. Uh, we will yeah. uh, see you down the road, definitely in the postseason. Uh, maybe not next week, but definitely, definitely after that. Mm-hmm. And uh, for all Mavericks fans, uh, we will definitely see you next week in some p- capacity previewing whatever the first round series is going to be for the Mavericks. See you then.